0: Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Powers of 10 issue 3, This is what we do, and House of X issue 3, Once More Unto the Breach. Your creative teams for the comics are Jonathan Hickman is your writer, Arby Silva is on the penciler on Powers of 10, Pepe Larraz is the penciler on House of X. Um, your inker, again, on Powers of Ten is R.B. Silva, with the inker being Pepe Larraz on House of X. Um, colorist on both is Marte Garcia. Um, your letterers are Virtual Choreography in Clayton Klaus. Editors are Annalise Bissa, C.B. Sapolsky, Jordan White, X-Men created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And this is your spoiler alert for... House of X3, and Powers of Ten, three 3 and the two previous issues before. Uh, this is Matt, and I'm joined by Noah. Hey there. So Noah, why don't you uh, lead us off with uh, your thoughts as we are at the midway
1: point of both of the six-issue series. It's great to see that the midway point for both of them are these large, elaborate action sequences, basically siege sequences, Mm -hmm. which is just great. You know, whenever the X-Men sort of gear up and hop in the jet and go off to do whatever battle that they need to do, it's great to see that Hickman understands, like, what an X-Men comic needs to be. Like, we've talked about this before, just what superhero comics need to be. You gotta have the character stuff, you gotta have the story stuff, but you also have to have an occasion for the, main characters to punch people in the face so there's definitely a lot of that in these two issues but at the same time hickman the artists do a great job of unraveling the story as the action unravels as well so there's there's not it's not just all punching and explosions in these two issues there's a lot more character development and plot development as it goes through as well
0: yeah and with both of these two issues and we're going to go in depth on the pages but we definitely got you know, um as we hit the end of both issue three, we got uh what appear to be very key moments in, in, in both uh in both series.
1: Yeah, well and also especially in Powers of Ten issue three, the ending of that is gonna be an iconic moment that will be referenced for all time, basically in comics. Uh and it it did tra- and it knows that. That's sort of the thing because like it sort of handles it well and we'll get to it when we talk about it. But it's it's an iconic moment already and it's gonna be it's going to be huge, and there'll be in all the, uh, all the Marvel Guides and X-Men Guides from here to eternity.
0: Um, yeah, and and when you kind of think about it, um, I mean we certainly didn't know that that was going to happen, but we were yeah. in a little bit of a, a way, we were te- the possibility of that was telegraphed to us um,
1: with, with the, the previous two issues in the series that something like yeah. this could happen. Exactly. So it was an inevitable thing. But at the same time, it was a great twist that I didn't see coming. Um, And it also shows that there's a lot more possibility to this universe than we've currently known. Like we've known there was a lot of possibility, but then implementing that into a main storyline, it sort of makes it even bigger. So yeah, excited. uh, Yeah, excited to dive into these issues.
0: All right. So the, the first issue, um, is, uh, powers of 10 number three. And I'm glad that I did reference the, the reading order. Um, cause I brought both of these books back at the same time.
1: Yeah. And been really my, confused. Yeah. And in
0: my head I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's house of, it's house of X and then powers of 10, but, um, just, uh, just a uh, note for
1: everybody make sure you look at those, uh, reading orders. I had a, an interesting experience at the comic shop on Wednesday and I was just sort of perusing through issues of stuff. And I heard a conversation between the guy running the, the front desk and another guy walking in. He was like, I, was like I, I don't really like house that much, but powers is a great series. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, what? I wanted to shut up and be like, what are you talking about? They're The same series. But yeah, that was a, that was a funny moment for me. So I was like, wanted to,
0: that would be I, yeah. that would be interesting. I wonder if there's anybody who is just reading one of the two independently.
1: It yeah, would be like, so
0: lost. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be an interesting. If anybody is, just just let us know and let us know how that reading experience is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let's dive into the issue. Okay. So we uh, we we start off at uh,
0: what is this? This is uh, is that year? T- or, I'm sorry, year one hundred.
1: Yeah, we don't um, even get our to our title 1000 in this issue. We just, I think it's the whole time it's year 100. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, this is one of the human mutant machine hybrids uh, given a speech um, about sort of explaining more of the background and the hierarchy of certain things in this world because we've had descriptions that Hickman's given us in previous issues about how X Men year 100 works now mm-hmm. with the sort of marriage between mutant and machine. But there's more elaboration going on about like sort of there's a like a process at birth of like human or mutant children where they get basically combined with machinery. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. You pointed out that you like the symmetry on this page. Yeah, you know the the
0: character is is lined up in the center. the the two the people presenting the baby. The baby is in the center. The trees. The the framing. It's it's very it's very uh, symmetrical and, and and pleasing to the eye, which I'm yeah, sure very, was designed. Yeah, for.
1: and it it also goes along with the religious symbolism that's very been true. sort of plaguing this series, you know, and it's very. Uh, it's very stained glass. I um, mean, yeah. of course, the background is sort of a stained glass thing, but the, the image itself is something you would see on like a stained glass uh, artwork. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it talks about worship. And I like that they, uh, what's, his, is it, what's his name who wrote Paradise Lost? That he, he, uh, he switches it around. Is it Milton? Milton, yep. Milton. So better to serve in heaven than to rule in human hell. So there's again, there's a lot of uh, twisting and turning of like classic, uh, I guess, I guess religious text, I guess, in a way. I don't know if Paradise Lost is continued I guess that's literature, but you know, uh, but still, yeah. But then we get the the Four Horsemen, or I guess part of the Four Horsemen, the, the new X-Men arriving yeah. on the scene from the last issue. They explain that they're going to do a raid on uh, where... Um, Nimrod's main base is to find out how to destroy him. And uh, yeah, and, uh, this is their entrance, which I thought was a pretty cool half page shot.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, traditional superheroes, you know, the, the page before the, the panel was an explosion and then we sort of get that heroic, you know, standing on burning rubble looking fierce, uh, you know, about to come in. It's, 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 it's standard superhero fare, but it's also, you know, it's comfortable and it's, it's cool to see.
1: It's also, uh, this is a page turn, right? This is a first image. Yes. A, yeah. And there's a lot of great page turns in these two issues. A lot of really cool stuff happening here. Yeah, I like um. What's interesting is is that we know it kind of goes in um an order about who we know the most about. In uh, as far as like you know information that we have. Mm -hmm. So we we this guy because he's Zorn, right? Yeah, Zorn is an old character, an old established X-Men character, right? Yes. And so we know a lot about him. He's sort of an established character and he's the most prevalent in the image. And then we have next, we have uh, Rasputin, who's sort of a combination of Rasputin and magic and Kitty Pride. And uh, then we have the the combination of, of Nightcrawler in the background who we know a little about, but not as much as we know about these two main characters. And then in the background, we have this guy who we, we barely know anything about. So... I yes. kind of like that. Like there's this sort of representation in this image about what we know about all the characters. Um, I'm I'm curious to see where this green dude's going to go or if they're ever going to come back to him to talk about his background at all.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, to go along with that, the fact that, um, you know, we don't even see any facial features on no. that character. He's, you know, his, the, the helmet is in shadow. Um, but he was, uh earlier when the they come back with the with the with the drive and, and wolverine 's like let 's go see the old man
1: this guy was was standing there as well right yeah he's been in he 's been prevalent in all the the powers, uh in the power's issues i mean he 's been in the background at least and uh he 's wearing magneto 's armor and they kind of explain
0: mm-hmm. who
1: he is a little later and some of the the details but we still don 't know enough about him as far as what what his His genealogy is, I guess, um, what his true motivations are. I mean, it's always suspicious when you have a guy in shadow. I mean, he looks really cool. Maybe that's just all it is. But, you know, always a suspicious thing when someone looks like Magneto. Mm -hmm. I like this. This is just great Uh, nihilism from Zorn. We saw saw a lot of that in the the previous issue. So this is, you know, a continuation, you know, not breaking character at all. Yeah. And it's also great to see, you know... I kind of like I think Hickman sort of has a prestige around him of being sort of very serious, you know? Like a very serious writer, but like I am I'm reading through Manhattan projects right now and stuff like that and some of his other stuff like he's a pretty like he's a good comedic writer, you know, and like he knows how to put wit and humor into his writing. Yeah, there was
0: a uh there was a Secret Wars um oh, yeah. issue where uh you know, it it's very sort of behind the curtain where he's actually he's a character in the in the book it's it's like secret wars 2 it's like too oh yeah <laughs> and um uh, he's like sort of at like a marvel meeting and uh you know he's pitching secret wars and how he's going to destroy the the marvel universe and he goes into the bathroom and he's like you know nervous and like doctor doom is there telling him like not to mess it up so yeah he does <laughs> have he does have a sense of humor at times
1: yeah he's got a, i think it's a great sense of humor it's sort of uh it's not too grim. Uh, like he just writes it well for characters, you know. Just like who's going to be more, you know, more funny and whatnot. Uh, yeah, but then then we get a bit a bit of a description of the characters about um, the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, Wolverine is is war, uh, death is zorn, pestilence is was it is it north? Is that is the name? It's Emma Frost, and, and then. Uh. Uh, yeah. 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 And then famine is, um, Krakoa slash cypher. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have the other four mutants, um, Silobo, Rasputin, Cardinal and Percival. And then mother. And we find out later who mother is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then of course we go back to, we have a lot of Nimrod back and forth between Nimrod and the X-Men in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Nimrod is also a very funny character. Uh, has a lot of great witty dialogue, but it's sort of great to see his reactions play out through this scene. I, I really think, this is Silva, who's the artist on this one, right? I am going want to get things mixed up. Yes, correct. Yeah. Silva's great with expressions, and so is, and so is uh, Gracia. They're, Gracia's the colorist, I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, Laraz, sorry. Laraz and Silva are magnificent with their facial expressions on the characters. Yeah. I love the beats on this page, and actually the beats on this whole issue are pretty great. Mm-hmm. I just sort of like this simple one, two, three, four back and forth, but like, you know, repeated panels wise, like there's more of a pacing thing here. And I like how he repeats these two panels right here just to give a, a good pause before the what? You know. It's yeah, it's just a cool page layout. But I like how these I like how it plays out. Um, it just gives you enough time to digest what's going on. And I really mm-hmm. like that and uh to make the impact of the last panel really great or what happens on the next page where he sends his minion off um yeah it's pretty great Uh, i just sort of like how the layouts are and then there's some great beats here too as well i like how goes from medium to close up really fast to uh just to show the drama of the scene Mm -hmm. great expressions again silva's really good at that and uh yeah yeah. And there's this, the priest from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, uh, this is another page turn. And you get that guy. It's a great reveal that the sentinels are there to thwart whatever is going to happen yeah this page
0: um this was one of the pages that I really liked it was just sort of you know uh you know this it's just anytime you get sentinels walking in again it's sort of again it's a it's a heroic entrance or you know a dramatic entrance and you know a few pages ago you know we got the 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 char- the X character showing up and now sort of who's gonna take on the 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 x characters they show up in almost a similar fashion
1: yeah I like um I also like how Sentinels really haven't, aren't like a joke in this book, you know, Mm -hmm. I can definitely, uh, I can definitely feel the menace in the characters and the robots in this series, you know, that they, they've sort of like, you know, Marvel's really good about keeping its machine characters as menacing because I kind of like how there's sort of an inevitability that they're going to make everything extinct within Mm -hmm. the Marvel universe, whether it's Ultron or the, or the Sentinels, there's always this sort of fear of artificial intelligence and robots that sort of prevails all of comics and sort of makes them a, a constant threat. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like uh, battle droids in Star Wars or anything like that, or even sort of what Terminators have become, where like they're either too hard to kill or too easy to kill, you know? Like there's just always sort of this representation and this strong symbolism that they represent sort of the end of everything. So when this page shows up, you get a real sense of dread yeah and this
0: is you know this is comic books and superhero comic books but yeah. i i just it's sort of like uh you know when you watch a movie and like a helicopter sneaks up on people yeah like i'm, yeah. Just, like, I'm just i'm just wondering how
1: these sentinels
0: <laughs> were able to, to to you know sneak up without you know making a noise or you know
1: yeah my favorite a bunch of rumbling yeah and you, you'll get kicked this my favorite moment of that in a movie is in mission impossible 3 where tom cruise is on the bridge and then the helicopter like slowly sneaks up on him like, oh, where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely this moment right here. Um, yeah, and More quips from Zorn about how basically he's just been waiting to die, and it's hilarious. Um, then, but that's all a diversion, so that Wolverine and Apocalypse can sneak in and get the data, and with the Tree Man, and get the data that they need to shut down Nimrod. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, but that, that that is that that tree man that is the combination of Krakoa and 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 cypher right i think I, so yeah
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that's what that is and uh because yeah he's got all the plant stuff and communicates with the technology on Krakoa and all that jazz so that makes sense um basically nimrod's figuring out what they're doing the whole time and he he catches on to what what their plan is pretty fast. Uh, I, love, um, I love this, this is another page turn. This is very Watchmen right here, you know, where you have a, a match cut to the next, the first panel of the next page, this is the last panel of a page. And it cuts to this, and it's a perfect match compositionally, where you have a clear left and right side mm-hmm. of information. It's just a nice way of transitioning to a next page, I really like that. Now I was reading it digitally, so that meant panel by panel. Yeah, I really got that nice match cut of the composition. Um, You know, it's very cinematic, but it's it it works really well in comics when you do something like that. From a design standpoint, it's just good. It's just good comic making. Yeah, and then um, just want to focus on this page because this page also has some great beats. Mm -hmm. um, That goes into a great page turn. Um, I really love you know, dialogue used to just sort of make it urgent, you know, but at the same time, not slow your, it, like, it really, it, it, there's a pace control here with the dialogue that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, that basically leads up to this moment, and I like how it's sort of centered, so your eye moves fast through it, but the dialogue kind of slows you down. Um, I also like this, it's not necessarily centered, but there is sort of this stair-step subject, you know? Yeah, like there's a definitely diagonal.
0: A, yeah, there's definitely a bit of a... You know, centering but a diagonal to sort of move yeah. the panels and the and the word balloons um, flow and the uh even when you get down to those last two um panels that are close in on on Wolverine and I think that's two Wolverines there um, but uh uh you know, the, the, the chins, the, they, they, they point you in directions.
1: Yeah, and there are all these great lines on the third and the fourth panel right here, leading your eye down as well. So him looking here, and then these lines leading down. And then what's great about this last panel is, is that all these lines are just sort of directing your face towards Wolverine, and then his gaze is leading you off the page. Yeah. And then to this right here, which is a great page turn to have someone being exploded by yeah. another robot yeah yeah I, I had some close-ups on these pages but like i just really love these panels of wolverine um it must be just great to be able to draw wolverine in a comic and i think these artists clearly show that that they're just having a blast you know
0: okay and i, I uh so i want to go back a second because i think i said that those were two wolverines but now Am, am I not seeing that correctly? Or is is it's just one Wolverine? Okay, because yeah. originally I thought that the top one had facial hair, but that looks like that's just sort of like a illumination on the on the on the chin.
1: No, no, he's got like he's got like white the white scruff, but yeah, you can barely see his white scruff on this on the final panel though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because for for a
0: while I was worried that. Uh, the the Wolverine from the the Ultimate Universe was was running around here as well.
1: No, no, it's it's the same Wolverine. Okay. Um old man Logan almost. Yeah. Then yeah, bam, boom. I like this moment right here. It's just a nice wide shot, it's really epic. Mm. Love the the sword being lit up. It's very fantasy, very frizetta. Love it. Um love this pose right here. Of uh, again, Zorn, even to the end when he's dying, he's still like wanting it, you know? <laughs> it's just great. Um, but then this is just another great, just good expressions, good facial expressions right here. And these three in a row, I didn't show the whole mm-hmm. of this panel because it's really great if people are watching this just to pick up the issue and to see just not only Rasputin's expressions, but also Zorn's expression in this. And mm-hmm. just makes this one all the more rewarding when you see both of theirs together to see her go from a confidence to dread within three panels. It's great. Um and there's a lot of uh, uh
0: you get a lot of like tone shift or actually you, yeah you 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 feel things you kind of like feel things change as you go from a from a red to to a blue and even yeah um you know you're hinting at it but you know what happens on that splash um you know we we see a little bit of that sort of as it's as it's on its way has right. that character's face is is illuminated in, in, in a blue tone
1: and that's just good comics and good storytelling in general the more you draw out suspense the better the payoff is you mm-hmm. know the more effective it is so yeah it's uh i don't think i had a photo of the explosion because again people should just read it it's pretty awesome no. um uh, but that explosion does have a bit of a uh, Akira, um, yes. To yes. It. Yeah. Definitely, it's got some Akira. Uh, what else did we? Were not we reading something else where they had that in there? Yeah, lonely? there was a
0: uh, there was an explosion in Gideon Falls. That Gideon was, Falls. Um, that yeah. Was very much uh,
1: uh you know a callback. And then I was recently we've been me and my wife have been watching um, Dark that series and they borrow that image from akira as well like the black explosion rising up out of the ground it's pretty great um but yeah then i love uh at the end you get some self-sacrifice from apocalypse he basically so that wolverine and uh the tree man can get away he was gonna hold off nimrod and i have a lot of this fight it's just good uh just well-posed action sequence where like you know nimrod's gotten him down you're still fighting they're just good action poses in these, in this whole sequence right here. Yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm looking at the pages here, but like, uh, the, the, the kinetic energy and the, yeah. um, and the, 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 the effects, they actually look a lot brighter, um, digitally than they, I mean, they're great on the, on the printed page, but here they almost are like amplified a little bit.
1: Yeah. I love the blur effect here. I'm not normally a fan of that in comics and, um, I still would like to see it without the blur, but at the same time it it goes well with just sort of the impact that they need mm-hmm. to show about how powerful Nimrod is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but then of course it kind of, the tables turn when Apocalypse unleashes his fury and is just able to just like, you know, let loose and, you know, give it to the guys before he loses his life. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we find out who mother is. This issue goes by really fast. And I think that's because of all the action in it. Um, But we get to where Mother is and we find out that it's Moira. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, Wolverine gives her the information about Nimrod. And basically at this point we're figuring out, oh, of course, you know, she has the info about when Nimrod comes to life, she can go, she can reincarnate herself and then, No, uh like you know warn another timeline about when he's going to come in so they can destroy him right away without you know any issues
0: so um i have a question an art question here and i didn't see this uh on my first read and we've talked about this in the past
1: is that is that uh texture on wolverine's chest is that is that a thumbprint you think yeah actually i I screenshotted that and uh, the next couple of panels because it's repeated okay oh wow um, yeah. On, on several other panels as well. And it's very Sean Murphy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I'm guessing this all looks like Silva's drawn this digitally. I mean, it looks like it is, but it may not be. I don't know. So he might just, it's just sort of interesting. I'd like to ask him about that choice. It's a cool effect. Like yeah. it really is. And it fits with Wolverine sort of, you know, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Barry Windsor Newton, you know? how he always drew Wolverine with like all those lines on him just to show how hairy he was or how scarred up he was and stuff like that. So it's a cool way of doing that without being too crosshatchy or anything, just sort of giving him this cool texture, making him rough. Like you're supposed to draw Wolverine. Yeah. And then, um, but at the same time, it's a cool effect about the lighting, you know, as well. Like maybe it's like a strobe light. I don't know.
0: No. It, it, um, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I, and there yeah. it is there too.
0: And that's one, these are one of those things that we've talked about, like where sort of like on first read, you don't really see, but going back in and taking a more critical look at it. Um, you know, I'm seeing them on, on, you know, on this, this review.
1: Yeah. And you can actually, and it's, it's a lighting, it's a, I don't know. It seems like it's either a lighting or texture choice, but at the same time Moira's got it on her shoulders right here as well. Um, yeah, it's a cool choice. Like I really like it. And then, um, but story-wise, uh, she basically tells him what we are all expecting at this point: is mm-hmm. do what you do, Wolverine, which is murder women um, for the greater good. Yeah, so he—he's he's yeah. the best at what he does, and what best he does, what he does, does. Is, not, is not very nice. No, it's not. Uh, so I didn't keep the—I didn't put the panel in here because yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Of Wolverine running Moira through because people just need to find it on their own. I don't want to be that guy who puts that out on the internet because that's just not cool. Because uh, it's a very beautiful panel, and like I said, it'll be iconic for a long time. Yeah, but this is how the this is how the issue ends right here, and uh, so ended the ninth life of Moira X. And I guess they haven't specified what life she currently is in in sort of X Men year ten, have they? i don't i don't think so i'm actually- i've
0: actually flipped a page to look at um the 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 next the next chart uh, yeah i've got yeah i got this guy pulled up yeah so um yeah you know uh this this so is is this how it is on the on the digital
1: copy yeah this is what this is what i got yeah okay I put it together i i mean i it's it's all Separated into pages or panels oh, or whatever, so I, okay. I just put it together for the slideshow.
0: Yeah, because it. Okay, no, that makes sense. Ah, you know, I, uh, I wonder if it would have been more effective in the, um, in the print version to have this sort of be like a like a gatefold folding. Yeah, cover. Have so been that, cool. So that you can sort of, ha- as you have it represented here, you
1: see see the whole thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Been easier to track that way. Yeah, um, maybe we'll have to go back after the series is over and look through these charts and these graphics again, mm-hmm. see what's hidden in there. Um, yeah, because there's there's definitely a lot of detail here and a lot of stuff. Um, so, so the
0: the ninth life is represented by that sort of dark red line. And this okay. Is, is is that right? Because I says, think so. It says year one at the end of it it says year one twenty three more dies after receiving Nimrod's origin files, right.
1: That's what we just witnessed a page before, right yeah, and then um, yeah, that was we just witnessed before, and then uh this is uh this black line is probably what we're going to be going into for uh the next issue of House House of X yeah,
0: and it's represented that you know, that timeline has not been
1: uh, concluded with those sort of arrow-like lines. But like Destiny explained in the issue about Moira, there is a, uh, she has possibly 11 lives in her. Oh, okay. So this isn't the last life for it. It could be, she said 10 or 11 lives. So this could possibly be her last life, but there might be one even after this as well. But I like that tension, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that there's only so much that they can do. Like you can't, she can't keep doing this. So that makes the stakes even higher. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, 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 the ability to reincarnate gives you, you know, do overs, but you know, uh, you do have to sort of, and as you get closer to that ninth, 10th, possibly 11th life, you have to sort of be more strategic about it than you would have been say earlier on in in the first half of those uh, reincarnations. So it is sort of uh, you know, an advantage, but you, you only have, it's a good sort of thing. You know, you you give a character a power, but you have to, you have to limit that, that, that power, you know, a little bit.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's like what we talked about. We've compared it to edge of tomorrow where um, Tom Cruise's character can only reset it as long as he still has the alien blood in him but if he gets killed or like injured and someone transfuses his blood he'll mm. lose the ability yeah. so that makes the third act all the more you know intense if he doesn't have that it you know that ability anymore so it's uh yeah this it's very similar to that in that sense where it's sort of like it's a cool power to have but you only have so many in you before something happens And then move on to House of X, where it's it's it mirrors powers in the sense that they're all going off to raid uh, bases. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cyclops says he's assembled a team. I just sort of like this; uh, it kind of matches the the composition of the the beginning of the the last issue as well, where it's sort of symmetrical. Mm -hmm. You have this sort of halo effect going on. Um. And, uh, Xavier and Charles give him his good luck. And, uh, basically I couldn't find the verse, but I thought for the righteous can never truly die. They live on transformed into something immortal by their mighty works. I thought that sounded like a Bible verse at first, but it's like a combination and weird, like amalgamation of several. Okay. So like, again, it just sort of like Hickman doing this weird religious thing again, it's very cool. Uh, like it, like he sticks with it, and um, the fact that Magneto's giving him that sort of speech is sort of is very, uh, you know, it's very to the character. It's very consistent, like yeah. that moment. Um, but then we get our wide team shot, where we get to sort of see a a, a brief preview of who's all going to be ra- doing the raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty solid team, like pretty cool stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get a cooler shot of them coming up, or maybe this is the only shot. I'm thinking of someone else. Nope, this is the cooler shot. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Wolverine. Uh, can't. Who's this? I don't know. Is that Magic? Yes. Yeah, Magic, Angel. Um, that's Monet. Monet, Jean, Nightcrawler, and Mystique. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool team. You got your. I guess this is probably the expendable character right here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Who's going to die first? (laughs) Uh, Then, um, yeah, we got some cool sequences in here. Uh, Great shot of the the jet leaving. Uh, Love this. uh, This is the cool base right here where they're holding Sabretooth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this was, I, I enjoy, I, you know, for courtroom drama, I, I enjoyed this a lot.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty cool sequence and it, um, great intro for the issue of, of Sabretooth, basically showing his contempt of court.
0: Yeah, and do you, do you read any East of West? I don't. Oh, okay. Um, I got a lot of like, um, east of west sort of vibes from from this i mean the, it's two totally different artists but sort of it's weird that like the the character design here is um sort
1: of reminds me a lot of like the east of west world so oh yeah they have they have like soldier designs like this in there yeah
0: it's yeah. They're, they're 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 like marshals and and and, and cowboys like that but it's sort right of a uh, dystopian future but uh, these guys were these guys were very much sort of in that in that vein, so it was kind of cool to see that.
1: I'll have to re—I have the first trade, and I've read it before, but I need to reread it again now that I'm on this Hickman kick. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm definitely after I'm done with Manhattan Projects, gonna pick that up again. Um, then yeah, we got I got we got some cool cool shots of just how everybody's so scared of Sabretooth, and um again, cool beats on this page, like the sort of wide shot and then these four. Close up shots of this interaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like how uh this guy's always looking up at Sabretooth to show how menacing he is yeah. throughout the whole the whole page. There's always this like vision of just sort of how bigger this is this of how big Sabretooth is mm-hmm. during this whole thing. Um then uh yeah, I love just the, like this sort of moment where the background drops out and it's just the characters and then the background drops out completely just to show you in perspective who's in charge here. Yeah,
0: and yeah. that's cool that uh uh you know the the Wolverine sabertooth the the ability to sort of track by scent is a, is a you know yeah. you know an, an ability of these two guys so to to use that to sort of allude that something's coming uh is 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 cool.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um also, I like, you know, I really, i really enjoy this about um, Laraz's style. I like this when he does these panels like this, where he, they, they, the board, the borders drop out and he just lets the white sort of, you know, your eyes sort of fill in the blanks about where the panel borders are. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool thing. It's a cool style choice, but it's also really cool to see how he integrates it into the story. It's not like he just does it whenever, you know, he's got a real moment of like, um, of drama to, to use it for. That that chair back looks a little looks a, yeah, little, looks I a little wonky, but uh I yeah, I would've maybe gotten rid of that. I don't think it needed to be there. Um well
0: if it if, if you're gonna keep it maybe just it's 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 just so like lacking of, of detail. Like
1: yeah.
0: Um but it's 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 still very cool, but it that's that's just a little 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 it's a nitpick.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I agree with you though. I, I would have just gotten rid of it. Or Like it looks very fat drawn, very fast. Like Mm -hmm. how none of these are the same size or anything, which fits with his style. He's not like the most like straight line kind of guy, but I don't know. It was drawn very fast. Like you said, it's not rendered very well. So it could have just, they could have just gotten rid of that. I'd be interested. I might do a Photoshop session later, get (laughs) rid of it, see how much better it looks. Um, but then we have our intro with someone we haven't talked about since the first issue. And here she is. It's Emma Frost with the two ladies from the first issue of house of X. Yeah. And uh, we were, you were right. Cause you called it. You were like, doesn't normally, doesn't Emma have twins that follow her around? And those were the twins. Yeah. So Emma comes in stone cold. Yeah, that's uh that's again, you
0: know, this is another comic book dramatic entrance, but that's a oh, yeah. that's a really great uh a really great panel. Uh, great
1: drama here with the light bleeding in and yeah. Love the shadows and the cross hatching on her cape. But look, there's a fingerprint right there. Oh wow. Yep. Right there and there. Yeah. So, cool to see that stuff. Maybe we need to go back through the issues and do a fingerprint count. Yeah. Um I like how uh the colorist decided to go over the lines on her dress right here to sort of mm-hmm. show her sort of standing out bleeding through the the courtroom, you know, making her more of an impact by sort of her breaking through of the black. Yeah, the lines. It's a cool choice even from a distance, you know. They didn't have to do that. This is a smaller image, but that's just a cool choice. Um Uh and there's sort of a game of chicken. No, my there's frozen up. There we go. Yeah. These moments. Yeah, I love that the judge is even carrying a gun in this proceeding (laughs) because he's so scared of all the mutants. Uh but I, I highlighted this just again to talk about sort of the the expressions hmm Um, that both La Roz and Silver are really, they're just there's a lot of animation to these characters. And there's a lot of life brought to them. I love the toothy grin that Sabretooth has and just this this anger that these two guys have, and they're just they're not taking anything lightly in this proceeding at all. Yeah. Um but at the same time, whereas all these guys are pretty expressive, then there's Emma who's just, you know, very expressionless not a lot of detail on her face. She's just cool as a cucumber and ready to rock. Um, but yeah, they basically say that they have diplomatic immunity. They can take them away if they want to. And they do. And then we cut to the Orcus forge where yeah. the mother forge is being built and possibly the mother forge is Nimrod. And we get yeah. some interaction between these guys. Yeah. This is just uh, you know, a great,
0: uh, uh great panel you know outside the outside the station and then we move and we move in and uh you know the if you look at the this page as a whole um the direction of the the sentinel head there um and then when it's on the third and final pages they're almost in the in the same direction
1: yeah i'm, I'm sorry third and final panel yeah there's a uh great to see this like detail but also a sense of geography being built up as to where things are throughout this whole sequence
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's uh you know it'd be one thing just to be like it's a space station where you know they're on the space station at this place but hickman writes too detailed for that so that there's a very there's a real consistent sense of geography here yeah and then um get some more interaction about how the mother forge is coming on and how it's more than that they expected. Uh, do you know what the Heller Faust line is that she's talking about here?
0: No, I do not. I, 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 am unsure about that.
1: Yeah. I looked it up and I couldn't find anything about Heller outside of like, there was like a mom. Um, the first thing that comes up is the Heller versus the U S from 2008, where it was all about second amendment rights. Oh, okay and then, then Faust, of course, you know, sold his soul to the devil, yeah, I don't know if that has to do with something about like a weapon but also something that can bring about impending doom. I don't know what it means, but also, I don't know what it means in x men lore as well, like if that means something else yeah i'm I'm on un- like like I said, I'm unsure about about that, yeah, then, of course, you got the jet approaching, there's an ominous sort of uh, yeah, like that moment right there. Yeah, that's like light. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's a cool shot. Um, And then, of course, we have the Sentinels mounting up. Is this what you're talking about earlier? Um, The the other issue where you have this very cool, like, you know, the Sentinels are always sort of shot as like almost posed and as drawn as seriously as the X-Men would be. Mm -hmm. I also like sort of the Pacific Rim Transformers vibes getting from the Sentinels right here. Yeah. You
0: know, they, you know, you have the, the you have these big mechs. Why not, uh, you know, specialize them and and, yeah. and turn them around to, you know, to perform the tasks that you need. So yeah, that is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It makes sense too. If they're working on a forge. Yeah. To have construction based Sentinels. It's cool. Yeah. It must've been fun for Laraz to come up with different designs and different elements that he could include in each Sentinel. Yeah. It must have been a blast.
0: Yeah, you know, not having to draw the, the same one over and over yeah. and had to. I mean, while that is cool and they're, you know, as a force when they're all the same, but this is, you know, this is something different. So
1: definitely. It had to have been freeing and fun. Yeah. And then we get some cool shots of all the X-Men getting ready to launch. But at the same, uh, I love this, like Kurt's recon mission going forward. Uh, this is another cool page with some really cool beats. Um I love the guard design right here. Like there's sort of uh there's this cool elements like combinations of like aim and uh shield and sword, like all yeah. in their uniforms. Like it's a really cool combination of them all, but they all keep sort of the aim helmet design, but I like them in red, like more than in yellow. It's just a cool yeah, I like that sort of commando uh stormtrooper vibe that, that that they're giving off here. Yeah. Um, but I like these, uh, I like the beats going forward here with, uh, the ship landing and docking mm-hmm. and there's this sort of solid, uh, yeah, like nice wide shot silent. You can sort of take in the, dr- the drama of it. And then this, this wide shot of all of them in the jet and then this realization of what's happening right here. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like showing the the doors, all the different doors closing from different angles. It's just sort of quick and like, you know, you move through it fast, but you get it.
0: Yeah, that is pretty
1: cool. And I thought I had, maybe I didn't. I thought I had screenshot, uh, Kurt's recon. Oh, here it is. Yep, yeah, I, I completely skipped over it. Yeah. This moment where Kurt's on recon and, uh, these are really cool, uh, beats i like how he's teleporting and he's breaking the panel borders as he's doing it Mm -hmm. on the different levels yeah and then uh it ends on this nice like this really cool hero shot like you know of these two guys and then him in that cool position the superhero landing right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just a cool way of leading your eye around is to use you know use kurt's uh different poses and his bamfing
0: yeah, yeah. To, to use
1: that ability
0: um, to 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 change up the the way you would design panels. It's you know you're, you're looking at the the character that you that you have and the ability that he has, and you're sort of uh, when you when you look at it, you're like, okay, what can I do with that guy to to make the panels or, or the page design different? And this is just utilizing the the abilities that he has in in a cool way.
1: Yeah, it's doing multiple. It's killing multiple birds at once. You know, it's just, it's just a really cool page. Yeah. And um, yeah, we talked about those. Uh, but this also, I like how it, it takes its time for this guy to realize what he has to do. I think that's why I highlighted these, pa- these moments right here. Mm-hmm. But they're all gearing up to get ready to go in. And then this guy's realizing what he has to do in this moment right here, um, where he disassembles his weapon and turns it into a bomb. Yeah. And I love the drama in this, this image right here, having him mostly be in shadow, showing conflict and, you know, heavier blacks means heavier drama, I think, in comics. And it's just really great. And I like the lights um, in the background as the sparks are flying around him. Um, and great expressions, great dramatic expressions right here, leading up So these close-ups. You know, uh, we've talked about this a lot, but, you know, the close-up, close-up wide and, you know, cutting to that wide, breaking the pattern really makes the impact of the moment so great. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of in this scenario where you have close-up on the face expression, close-up on him hitting the detonator, then cutting to wide of the jet exploding. And then that's where the issue ends. Yeah, And it's just a cool, cool way to end this issue.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, two, two dramatic endings at the, the midway point of, of both, uh, both series. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, we're, we're in full, action you know at at this point of the of the story so um so that was the end of uh house of x3 um needless to say i think we're both continuing to to enjoy these these issues so yeah
1: way more than i thought i would from the beginning it's pretty amazing yeah
0: all right So, um, do you want to, so I've actually read the, the next issue. Um, so I know what, what happens. You haven't, I haven't, um, no. Um, but, uh, do you have any like closing things you want to do here as we bring this to an
1: end? Um, I don't, uh, nothing, nothing really comes to mind. It was, again, it's just always great to go back through these issues and to encourage if anyone's listening or watching, you know, send us an email or, send us a message on social media about your thoughts about the issue as well. Um, Yeah. I'm hoping people are listening and going through this with us and uh, sort of uh, reading, picking up these issues because they are something to pick up. And I think that everybody's always looking for that next watchman of sorts, you know, Mm -hmm. where, you know, issue by issue, you're getting a great story, but you're also probably going to have something pretty spectacular when it's all collected. Yeah. Um, I really think that's what this is. So, it's kind of cool to be going through this, uh, talking about it, and would love for more people to join in the conversation because this is a this is going to be a big moment in comics.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, you know i I got a lot more with this second go through as we just went through it um, here that, than I did with the, with the initial reading. So these are these are these are enjoyable and in informing in, in to me
1: as well. Yeah, I love yeah I love doing this and um, looking forward to doing it with more series in the future as uh as good stuff comes out all right well um that's gonna do it for our our recap of both
0: issue threes of uh powers of 10 and uh house of x uh, we'll be back um i think what we're going to do going forward is just sort of like combining the 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 issues so next time when we do a review it'll be a review of both issue fours
1: i, I think doing them together sort of um brings the story to together so it really does yeah i like going through them issue by issue but i really like having yeah having these two having both series going over both of them at the same time yeah, yeah. And this this one worked out really well with like you said it, this was uh two raids you know a yeah. raid on the
0: future and i guess a raid on like the what would be considered the current
1: timeline so right and they're raiding yeah what we thought was the future is now actually the past right so now that's that's trippy right it's that like it's moira's past was the future what that we thought was the future is now the past and what we think is the present is the future for that (laughs) yeah but it's uh it's it's pretty great yeah yeah so i guess there's like director's cuts
0: i think there was a director's cut for the for the first issue but a lot of the stuff was like uh redact well the, uh, uh, there was a good bit of information that was redacted you know okay. to not spoil future issues but what would be really cool is like when it's all concluded to get like a director's cut um with with no redaction so we can see sort of all of that planning cuz like you said you know what we thought was the future is now kind of circled
1: back and is the past so there's got to be some complicated uh notes going along with this yeah and how it's all going to relate to year 1000 i'm really interested to see because uh, that's the confusing part of this series where we have no idea how that's linked up. And we know little about how it links to everything else. Yeah. All
0: yeah. right. So uh, that's, that's going to do it for today. And if anybody would like to see some of the the pages that we broke down, uh, give us a follow on social media. Um, we are on Twitter at construct compod. We are on Instagram, at Constructing Comics Pod, and we are on Facebook at uh, Facebook uh, forward slash Constructing Comics. Um, we're going to put this one up on our YouTube channel, Constructing Comics, because it's a very visually heavy and Noah did a great job with the slides. Um, and if you could also give us a rating and review and uh, share, the, share the episodes, so anybody who's interested in X-Men or storytelling uh, can check it out. And I'd like to Thank everybody, and we will be back uh, very soon with another episode.